Hello. Sweetest opening <laughs> song in the wow. biz. I will say I don't understand why more shows, TV, anything, why they don't do what we did, which is have people write a Happily people write, write their in. own theme yeah. song. Or like do it before you start your show. Be, you know what I mean? Um, before you start. People don't know the vibe. Yeah, but if you, you know, you kind of do. Here's the thing, though. A lot of the time when you look at fan art. It ain't movies, good. <laughs> I was actually going to say the opposite. My mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful and the fans are oh, the best. No. Some of the fan art's really good. Okay, whatever. Yeah, but some of it looks like it was made in, in a mental institution. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so there's that. Look, hey. we have a podcast. It's called How Neil Feel. This is that. It's very um, we, we talk about many things on this show. <laughs> Generally, I will I will state a premise. Bianca will disagree with it for no, no reason. No, you're just undercutting and then, my point. And then, and then I I posited to the to the feelers last week. Is that true? Many of them said it was. In fact. No one said it wasn't. Listen. Everyone agreed with me. A rare instance in which I'm in the majority opinion. Okay. Well, Neil, with that lovely intro yes. to what I was about to say. You wanted to you. say, Bianca. <sighs> okay. So I had a I had a I have bone to pick with the feelers. They got me hot this week with the emails. You know, I'm generally pretty even keeled. They did not like that feedback. And this is why. Me and you are friends. Right. Legitimate friends outside of here. We've been yep. friends about seven years. Yep. We get along. Uh-huh. Uh, we are like-minded individuals. Yes. We generally agree. I'd say I agree with you 85% of the time. Right. If you said to someone who watches the show... L- l- listen. ...that Bianca agrees with Neil 85% of the time, they would say, that has not been my experience. I will smack your mommy, you liar. Here's the thing. We're doing we're doing a podcast. Right. So I no one on God's green earth wants to watch me blow you for an hour and 39 but, minutes. Right. But but here's no, here's the thing. I agree. In general, I agree with what you're saying, but sometimes the logic of how you get there, I don't agree with. So it's like I disagree with 30% of what you're saying. But generally, I end up a lot of the time I do agree with you. I'll be like, "Yeah, you're right." After you say something or whatever. Yeah. But a lot of the time, your logic to me will end up at the same place. Your logic is wild sometimes. You have some wild. Yes. I built, a, I built it. I built an empire around it. Right. No, it's, and it's, it's brazen and it's in your face. And sometimes, stop. <laughs> sometimes it's hard for me to just be like, yeah, you're right. Neil. I'm like, wait a minute. No. And then also we have a fucking podcast. So if I disagree with 15, 20% of what you're saying, I, dr- I address it directly. I'm never like, you fucking idiot. What are you talking about? I'm never, it's, it's rare that I'm wholeheartedly disagreeing with you. Most of the time it's dating. Mm-hmm. It's subjective. Right. I come from a woman's perspective. You come from a man's perspective. Uh-huh. A, lot of the per- a lot of the time we're agreeing. We're just arguing minor details. This podcast would be 20 minutes long. And then it would be straight to emails. It would not be that interesting. Bianca. Okay, what am I saying? Let's make the podcast 20 minutes long. Okay, listen. If it means me being agreed with. <laughs> no. At all costs. No. 
price is too high. And then guess what? But the, but I don't disagree with me. Just to, I mean, you know, I, no, no, I, don't, I, I yeah, promise you, you don't I don't do that because then it's it's then people smell a rat if you're just disagreeing to disagree. But I just explained, which I don't not, think you were doing. I wholeheartedly believe. But here's the thing: if you say, "Oh, you know, marriage is um, confining and it's archaic," and I agree with that, and then you give points, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I'm not gonna just be like. You're right. Moving on. Like, no, let's talk about it. Well, there's a thing in improv called yes and, where you say, yes, those are right. And also these reasons. Because you'll say no and. You go, no, no no and, which is like, well, why are you, why do you open with no? That's why I said, would you like a large drink? No, upper medium. Wait, what? (laughs) Okay. But, you know, let's just be clear here. Both of us have some. Communication issues. I'm too good at it. And <laughs> okay. it, it's off-putting to people? Yes. And, uh, you know, we're going to leave it at that. Great. But yes, basically. Um, okay. So, I don't... What did you do this week, Banks? Did you do anything extraordinary? Um, no. I'm not saying it like... Oh, I was like, what did I we, do? You know, we discussed it all yeah, there. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to go like, well, I did this. And I would then just do it because you had a way more interesting week than I did. I went to the Montreal Comedy Just for Laughs, the, uh-huh. the comedy festival. Uh, it is... Let me just say that it is the best comedy festival in the world. It's so not even... Cl- there's no close second... Clusterfest in in San Francisco, I guess, is the only other one of note. There's one in Dublin. There's but there's but Just for Laughs is so great it's that so good. if you live in the states, you should make a make a weekend of it or make a week of it because you can see so many great shows there and the best comedians in the world, and they're all scheduled in a way that you can see everyone yeah. for the most part. They do podcasts up there. Jimmy Carr would like us to do H and F up there next year. That does that's not an invite. He would just like oh. he just wants to <laughs> make it happen, Jimmy. Just want, I mean he could. I Jimmy could also ultimate feeler. I could also. Um I could also uh, I could also make it happen. I didn't want to I wanted this year to be about me. Okay. <laughs> um so I the my first part is is you should absolutely, if you're a comedy fan, go to Montreal for a week. It's it's like Bonnaroo or so Coachella or any of these places, and then you can hang out with the comedians. Everybody just goes to the same hotel. They go to the same hotel lobby, and we all just hang out and drink. And not like I mean, like if you're a girl, you could sleep with a comedian. Yeah, ladies, uh, female ladies, feelers, ladies. I'm out in oh, in the open. <laughs> I can be gotten to. Neil was um, available, and so so that's like my my PSA for why people should go because it's really great, and they don't really advertise outside of Canada. Well, also for a non comedian, like when I went, I it was like a pub crawl for yes. comedy. You can just walk in and out. Yes. Anytime you leave a show, you walk into a, another show, and they're all really different. It's not just watching a bunch of stand-up. It's like all said. international. There's yeah. sketch people. There's uh, there's British people. There's like there no went, there weren't very many Asian people, but but there are last year especially there were they did the comedians of the world tapings yeah. uh, oh, there, so there were all South African. There were just cool. there's a lot of ethnicities and regions um, represented, and it is. 
really really fun well, and there's pocket there's some there's like talks there was there's a, talks dan Harmon did one when i was there and i was like i love you um the cool thing is there's also a music festival and art festival going on at the same time in the same area yeah that's that i know less about i don't i know that it's i think it's actually the week after the week before there's like jazz fest on. or something um well i'm not sure but i do know that there was a there was some sort of music festival going on and then uh the art fest you know the art people in the street yeah it just is the energy yes there's it's so really there's a street it's got a street fair vibe it's so fun and then there's comedy shows with the there's tv tapings uh there's comedy there was an award show kevin hart got an award finally um finally, uh, hassan got an award uh i don't know a bunch of people got awards so it was it was really cool um now i was there but blake griffin did a does stand up every few years right <laughs> there he is uh does stand up every few years he likes comedy he's a funny person and he does stand up he did it at, at montreal four years ago and then he did it this week he he does some red bull thing um and I was on the show as well, comedy by Blake. It was really fucking fun. The fun part he's so was so funny. That's he's like the sleeper hit of the summer. Yeah, it was. It was the fun part was. So he had to do like ten minutes. So he did it at my show in Santa Monica, which I do every Tuesday. He did it. I was like sweating for him because we wrote all the jokes together. Right. right. And I, if I'm doing a joke myself and it bombs, I don't give a shit. Right. I mean, I, it's fine. I just know it's part of the deal. If I tell some, if I pack your chute and the chute doesn't open, I feel right. horrible. I feel so awful. And I, you know, it's like, I was like really very much like coaching him, like do this, don't do that. Don't, do uh, you think you feel worse if it's someone like Blake who isn't a traditional comedian or if you pitched a joke to Rock or something like that and it didn't do well, do you care? If I pitch a joke Not to Ellen, Ellen and it doesn't work, I, it's like that feels like, well, you know, that's part of the game, baby. Right. <laughs> um, the funny the, Ellen's such a killer that so at her Netflix special, relatable, um, she so she. She does the tape. We do the taping Be- between the first and second show. I gave her a change, like a a, a punch or whatever, like a a tag for a yeah, joke. Tag. I gave her two tags. I pitched three. I gave her two. All right, she took two. I pitched three. She, she took two. Okay. She goes out and does it. Nails it. Neither one of them really worked. Right. But she nailed it. But she did it right. Like okay. it. But neither one. I think one ended up in the. Show. On the plane home, she goes, by the way, neither of your tags worked. <laughs> we just like, and I was like, yeah, I'm bad at comedy. I don't know what to tell you. Right. Like, it was kind of like, all right, well, I got a bunch of other ones in there. So, but the fact that she remembered, she remembered that's the, the thing about comedians are ruthless. Whereas, ruthless. Whereas, like, if I gave Rock a tag or Ellen or David somebody, they would be like ruthless and be like, hey, dick face. <laughs> Whereas with Blake, he would blame himself. Right, I He'd didn't like, deliver. I, did I do Neil's that wrong? Genius. Whereas Ellen and Chris would be like, "No, motherfucker, I know it wasn't me. It and was you." That though, although it's ruthless, it's. You know, I don't mind that. I don't. Uh, I'm not mad at that. That 
is funny to me. That's funny. Exactly. That's, that's funny. funny to being me. a comedian, there's nothing funnier to me than just being a being like, we know what this is. The fuck it, what the fuck? Right. right. Um so the so I spent most of the week with Jimmy Carr, the great Jimmy Carr. Um we would go to we would go to uh there he is on the right side at the roast battle, which I get to in a second. Uh we would go to uh Ovive, a the best vegan place in Montreal. Wonderful. We'd walk. It's a lovely two out two mile walk. Um and then and then I introduced Jimmy to Blake and Blake to Jimmy because uh, Blake had met him before. Blake's such a cute comedy fan yeah. where he's like, No, I met him actually four years ago. Cute. And he he I don't think he remembers me. Um, and Jimmy had no idea. But Jimmy did the roast battle four years ago. Um, he did it against Earl. Oh, right. Was Blake on it? No, but Blake did a show. He did his comedy show with like Hannibal and a few guys. That, that was oh, okay. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so, so, so those two hung out. That was really fun. It's just fun. You know when people live next door to each other in their in your brain? Mm, yeah and they don't know each other and you're like you don't know each other you do you live right next to each other inside my head i can't you're like you're you're in the same place all the time okay but do you get some people get like friend controlling like they don't want I, well that's two- what i wanted to, oh, to talk bad. about which is i do a thing and i i where i will just i call it jukeboxing where i'll go <laughs> Tell them that story. Okay, tell them that story. Tell them your story. You do that. Yes. And I don't know if it's too controlling. I, what I'm trying to get to is here's why I like this person. Tell right. them that story. Like I, I'll say to this person, like I'll say to Jimmy, tell Blake about the, the Elton John. Right. B- uh, Jimmy's friends with Elton John. Jimmy's Jimmy Carr's friends with like Elton Every John, like the funniest, British, yeah. like he's friends with Winston Churchill. Like what? <laughs> um, he's friends with you. Yeah. It's just like insane. He's friends with uh, Peter Pan. Um, so it'll just be like, all right, tell him about that. Tell him. And then Blake, tell him about your thing. And then Jimmy, tell him, like, are you still a little though? Like not letting them do their own thing. No, they'll within my parameters, they'll find <laughs> okay. their own voice. Papa always uh, watches. Yeah, so I just want them to like, okay, so now we're up to, here's what I like about you. Right. That's what I like about you. That's natural. Now we get a sense of what each other is like. He does this. Blake, da-da-da. He's a thing. Jimmy has no idea. And then I, after Blake left, I showed him highlights. And he was like, wow, that guy? I was like, yeah, just regular dude. Um, so that's cute. The So, so Blake does stand-up, goes great. Um... And then there was a roast battle on Jim. There's the roast battle, which is, but it's like a tournament and, and right. it ended up being Jimmy versus K Trevor Wilson. That, that, uh, fat Canadian dude with the beard. Yeah. Who's a fucking killer. He's a beast. Killer roaster. And the preliminary one was, uh, Blake versus Pete Holmes. Okay. Oh, they both did it. They they did a preliminary. They just did an exhibition roast before That's Jimmy so, and Kay Trevor. Oh my God! How was Blake versus Pete? Holmes? It was it was the great the Blake and Pete, and then Jimmy and Kay Trevor Wilson was I I said this is the best. It was the best roast I've ever seen. Oh, back to back, it was the best God. roasting 
And I said to Jeff, I was like, was that the best? He was like, if it wasn't the best, it was one of the best. It was That's, so goddamn great. I can't imagine that. It How, was so fucking it. funny. Did they record like, it? They didn't record it. I think Blake has it on his phone. But, great. Um, but, but. Give us some, give us some, give us some of them. Um, I gave Blake. The funny thing is when you're roasting, when, when people know you're roasting somebody, they will just go hey say yeah. this yeah 100%. they'll like andrew schultz tech uh gave blake one i gave him a bunch well, especially blake's a the little Sklar bit the brothers gave him a, yeah like and by the okay so the my favorite one was uh pete your i gave blake this but he had a bunch of his own pete your show was on hbo but it might as well have been on snapchat because it immediately disappeared <laughs> um uh, That's so good. Pete had. These are so funny. What did Pete have? Uh, Blake, I don't know if you're. I know that you're a mixed race, and I don't know if if your dad was white and your mom was black, or your mom was white and your dad left. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there was. I mean, it was just. But there. But before they did a bunch of stuff. During the, an argument could be made. The judges were Anthony Anderson, Michael Rappaport, and Jeff, right? An argument can be made that Blake won, okay. right? Because people were like, I was watching with Che. Me and Che were behind the judges, and Che was like, Blake has such fucking good instincts. It's crazy. And I was yeah. like, I know. I was like, I wouldn't say someone's funny who's not funny. And Blake, uh, Che also referred to me as dad. Like, take it easy, dad. I was yeah. like, this is going to be a good joke. And at one point, Blake was looking over at me like like he said he would look at his dad during high school games. Like, was that good? Stage and mom. I tried to signal to him, and he didn't understand the signal. Pete would do like nine jokes per round, which was just illegal. Yeah. Um, but they were, the spirit of it was so funny, and the, the blowback was so funny. So at one point, so... Uh, an argument can be made that Blake won the main, the main fight. So then I whispered to Jeff. Um, hold on, this is Blake's texting. I invited him to come recap. Oh my god! Uh, See you. All right, no, we're gonna do. We'll, he'll come like next week or something. I okay. uh, can't do today. Um, he wore. He was exercising his muscles. I um, why did, I did but Bianca didn't have her makeup. By the I way, me, her- Bianca was like, oh, "No, I don't have my makeup." <laughs> Um, she's trying to, she's trying to create a thirst trap. They all thirsty. They all, they all get so thirsty when you six ten. It's um, hard. It's like, yeah, he's six ten. Yeah. No, he's um, nice. I just don't want to look like a bum. Yeah. So, so an argument can be, I think the judges were going to go for Blake because rap, it was so close that we were saying like, this would be like Blake and, and Pete played one-on-one and, and Pete and Pete almost won. It was, it was, yeah, like you got to give it to Pete. So I whispered to Jeff because I knew Blake had more jokes that we'd written. So I whispered to Jeff, like, have it go to extra, to go to a a sudden death. Um, So Jeff was like, okay, go to sudden death. And then Blake had a really good joke about Pete that I won't say. Uh, And then Pete had a joke about Blake where he goes, Blake, you're going to make. $35 $35 million this year. And Blake goes, 42. <laughs> and uh, Pete goes, you're going to make $42 million. And Blake goes, actually, it's 44. Uh, and then Pete goes, you're going to make $57 million this year. 
and uh, to play in the NBA. And and then Pete goes, I haven't won a an NBA championship either. Where's my $57 million, right? <laughs> Just a good roast yeah. joke. It kills. And uh, so Pete ends up winning. Uh, but again, it was so fucking close. And... And then Jimmy and Kay Trevor was just, I said afterward that if I these guys were like, boxers, oh my God, they would have, they're all going to have Parkinson's in five years. <laughs> it was people were throwing hay, like just crazy. It was cra- like beforehand, people were like, the energy in here is crazy. Right. Because sometimes it just gets chaotic and people beforehand and, um, mm, when people will just say mean shit without a setup, they'll just be like, you're a faggot. Right. Like, <laughs> you're like, what? Uh, but let, it's let so funny. It's, but no, no, it was really funny because it's so bald and insane. Um, well, I mean, I, I don't, I think it takes a lot of courage to want to roast with Jimmy. Well, the problem isn't that Jimmy's good. He is good. He's good. The bigger problem is he gets roasted so much that the it's kind of the same jokes over and over again, which is you're a pedophile, which I don't know what? why. That's like the big one with Jimmy. I don't know why. He's so Just handsome. Cut. Right. You're a pedophile and you look like a puppet. <laughs> those are the main things on Jimmy. Uh, Trevor hit him with variations on those, but they were good he variations. did it so amazingly well. And he did and he memorized it, which was amazing. Whereas Jimmy has a clipboard. Jimmy's reading. Um, Jimmy had a joke on K. Trevor, who's fat. He goes, it's rare that you see a person and know exactly how they're going to smell. <laughs> insane. And that, that accent is killer. That was good. Yeah, thank you. That well, I spent a lot of time with Jimmy. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we all, we had to stay up all night that we had to, me and Blake had early flights. So we'd like stayed up all night and like drank and walked around. And, oh, um, Neil. I went to, I went to Da Club. I said going. Look at you going outside. I went to the club. Me, Moses, and uh, Blake went to the da club. Um, <sighs> so and, jealous. Yeah, Can we take and, O'Neal Field there next year? Uh, yeah, we will. Thank um, you. Thank and you. I had a thought at the club. Uh, going to the club for me is like going home for Thanksgiving. Every <laughs> every time I think it's going to be different. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the Such same a disappointment. Bullshit. And my mother's basically a promoter. Like, no, your brother's the, hey, it's gonna, this year it's going to be. I'm like, all right. Then I go and it stinks. <laughs> um, I, I, I. We'll talk about this when Blake does the show. But, yes. but we had an emotional reckoning that was uh, that was cute and fun. And he forwarded me my Nike uh, gift certificate last night, and I don't know how I'm going to spend it. I, of course, you'll get your shoes, Binks. Binky Bear. And uh, but otherwise, I don't. It's uh, it's too much. It's um, what a okay. good problem to have. I know what a good problem to have. Most of my problems are good problems to have, but it's they're still true. problems. Look, guys, pain's relative, and I'm in a <laughs> lot of pain about getting five thousand dollars worth oh, of Nike God merch. Damn it! Um, all right, what are these white people doing? What are white people doing? Yes, there's a couple of them. Couple. You tell yours first. Well. May be some news to the feelers, but black women have been doing their hair in various styles with various, you know, maybe fake hair, maybe the real hair with a treatment, all sorts all over the place. 
for a long time and to preserve that style for example i used to get my hair chemically straightened i haven't okay. gotten that i haven't done that in a long time but why why'd you stop because i didn't know what the hair on my head looked like what do you mean Oh, I mean, like I've you got, for, you did it for so long. I did it when I was remember. so young yeah. till, till an adult. And I only knew what it looked like for an inch yeah. when it would grow out. And I just had this weird revelation that I don't know what I look like in a way. Does that matter? I don't think it matters, but it matters when uh, growing up, I grew up with a lot of white friends. Yeah. And, They're you know, great. they'd have white a... Great. Go I, ahead. I mean, I love white people. They, you know, they'd have water fights. And I'm like, no, I can't get my hair wet. And you'd feel weirdly ostracized. Just what? Just, I mean, like, you can't wash it. You don't wash your hair. and It's more subconscious why, why it matters. I guess. How do you keep it fragrant? Well, when you have curly hair, different hair types don't get as oily. Okay. So if I have curly hair, it takes a very long time for my hair to get oily. In fact, it's more dry than white people hair. Straight hair, I mean, it, you look like a wet dog after a few days. Yeah. Okay, so you but need what to I'm, wash it. Okay, so you can't, it's going to get, there's a thing, I remember I the first time I dated a, a black woman, I said to Dave, I was like, her hair didn't smell good. <laughs> I know it's a, I guess it's, I don't know if that's racist, that but a, it was no. like, I don't know. And he was like, yeah, man. <laughs> he like explained the whole thing like, oh my God, her she's wearing a weave or a wig or a, there, and, there are. And, it is annoying, and you can't wash it. You can't wash it, so you have to keep it dry, which keeps it clean in a way. But I mean, it's kind of you know, it's not the standard. But if America was mostly black with like a minority white people, I mean, it would be more of a standard. It wouldn't be such yeah. a weird thing. Um, but no, I think it's important to know what you look like. I mean, you do right, but I don't. But I. But that happens. I think about this with plastic surgery. Right. Okay. Which is so people get plastic surgery and and then they repro then they have kids. <laughs> and I bet they're I I bet a part of them is surprised that their kid has their old shit. There's no way you could be surprised. Not su- not shocked, but there's a part of you that thinks, well, then hope she'll come out with this. This this face. Instead of, and I'm thinking of the Kardashians. Yeah, I was literally thinking they of all, Kylie or something. They all must assume that, that uh, like, what's her name? Travis Scott and, and Kylie. They must have thought, like, well, she'll come out and she'll look like the new Kylie. Right. But it's like, no, 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 eh. no, 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 eh. no, no, no. And then I think, well, does it matter? What does it matter what your real hair looks like? Well, the reason why I think it does is the reason why people go work, do self-work. Let me understand myself better. Let me get to know myself better. People have identity issues and they want to get to the bottom of it. I think it's an extension of that. I didn't have any identity issue. I just thought it was weird that I'm putting chemicals on my head that are damaging my hair just to not figure out how to deal with curly hair. Like I just never knew how to deal with it. Uh, okay. So Did your, your mom knew. Yeah, but I also spent half the time with my dad, and uh, he didn't know. So, well, there, there you go. There you go. So yeah. it just felt a little like that happens when white people adopt black kids. They don't. Oh, they they don't have know. to. Like, There's like these hair classes they get yeah. to, and, and so they're I taught to, by Rachel Dolezal. Go ahead. <laughs> they so I had to actually start to know how to do my hair at five because my dad had yeah. no idea. 
I don't know. It's just a weird identity thing. And then you're really told, you know, straight hair looks better, straighten it on yeah. auditions. You know, they want you to have a straight hair look. So after a while, you just get like, fuck this. Like, why do I keep? Yeah. I mean, whatever. So, but there's a lot of wrapping techniques, hair techniques. Yes. Most of the time. Do most black women wrap their hair when they go to sleep? Yes. Okay. Most, Give me a percentage that you would think. High. Like major, over a majority. So at least. Over 60, 50. Well, well over 50. Okay. Um, Who, which ones don't? Natural hair. You have to do something to your hair. You're just sleeping willy nilly. That's not happening. Okay. Like Angela Davis. Just She's, a round afro. What did she do? But you still have to protect. Guess. You guess. still have just to protect. Just guess. Guess. What did she do? What do you when, mean When she went to sleep. Uh, she probably put a silk, a thin silk scarf to protect her edges. Okay. So um, then you wake up in the morning, your edges are already laid. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. So basically, it's a silk scarf. Most black women have silk pillow, silk pillowcases to, you know. Silk on silk on silk, silk on silk. On silk. Drip, 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 drip. Uh-huh. Um, and that's been going on for a very long time. Okay. Then this week. Uh, this company got a write-up saying the nightcap you never knew you needed. And it's basically silk headscarves made by a white lady for $99. Mind you, it is the same product is $4.99 at the beauty supply store. Mm -hmm. The same thing. That is, and it's a lady that probably took that promo picture from the 70s. It's not a new product at all. It doesn't need to be $99 either. And that's just white people getting that money. I that's mean, how we get I that money. I respect it. But here's the thing. I was wondering, would I have this much of a visceral reaction if it was a black lady selling it for $99? I would I still don't... look at her crazy. Okay. Like, I have a fucking ass up. But I don't know if it would bother me in the way that it bothers me. A white woman is inventing it and saying like, she invented these scarves. And I'm sure there's like a design element. There may not even be that. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even give her that. I'm Here's to my counter argument. Okay. We all like representation, right? Yeah. Yes, we do. So why isn't that representation? Why isn't that a I want to buy I'll you know that white women are more likely to buy a product if it's got a white woman on it and vice versa. Right? So regardless of who invented it, if if uh, optimally, first of all, who knows if it's all black women running these companies that make the this headscarves? This one is. No, oh, you right. mean the, in, in of general? Course, of course. In general, they're probably not anyway. They, there's probably one or two run by black women, but largely, um, largely Chinese or you know Indian or whatever. Like some just you know, they're. I feel like they sell in the same place where they sell like cell phone covers and like. <laughs> Like just a bunch of like hair supply. Yeah, beauty supply. Beauty supply. Uh, so if optimally it would be a black female company with, and they would put a white woman on the on the cover because representation is important and they know that they'll sell more with white people. In this case, it's a white woman. It's white on white. White on white. Um, I'm while I'm not for it. I, I do you think black women invented the hair wrap? 
or they just uh, use it. Yeah. Why? What? Why do I you assume? I don't fully know. So I'm right, not but say- also why? So you think that in Africa there were head wraps, and in Europe there were none. I don't think there were none in Europe, and there were in Africa. I don't know the morphology and how how the head wrap traveled around the world back in the days, but I do know that a lot of the styles we use today came from tribes in Africa. Any type of braid, most of them. And you can track them. It's not just, I think. Yeah. A lot of them, you can track them back to the tribe they came from and yeah. what that meant. So the idea of protecting your hair, protecting yourself. Also, you just have to. You can't just go to sleep and wake up. You are set back so far in your day. Now I got to go fix my fucking hair. Yeah. Or I could have wrapped it, shook it out, yeah. hit it with a comb, and I'm out. Yes. So I think for the immediate history... We can, it's safe to say that head scarves and wrapping your head for protective styling purposes. My argument would be, when does it become public domain? You know what I mean? Like when does it become like with a book, with a book, it's a hundred years with a song. It's a hundred years. Right. And then it just becomes like, no, no one owns this. You know what? I think it, I think it was the tone of the write-up and the write-up is just a promo article. I yeah. mean, we can't sit there and get mad at these. Everybody's yes. doing something like that. But I think we could have tone- had a graphic, but Bianca doesn't send me her list until the day of, even though I asked her yesterday for her I'm list. Sorry. She's busy. <laughs> She's busy cleaning her, her Air Jordans. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I look, you know how I feel about, about, about cultural appropriation. I don't think it's appropriation I, that's, though. Yeah. What is it? Here's the thing. A lot more white women are wearing weaves and extensions that need protecting as well. Yes. They need the same kind of protection. Yes. So it's only natural. They need to protect themselves from me finding out if they're wearing a weave or an extension. (laughs) Don't tell Neil if you go on a date If I go to touch your head and I feel you've got a sewing kit (laughs) under your fucking first layer of hair... Neil gets Neil feel creeped out. <laughs> Neil feel creep. Neil feel, Neil feel creeped creep. out. Neil Neil no like. Neil, Neil no likey. Gets... No likey. Yeah. Um. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's appropriation. I think it's a solution. I just think. I don't know. Sometimes you don't have a good answer what it is, but it feels bad. Right. But our. But as uh, you know, I don't know. If people don't realize this, but feelings are not facts. They are not. And, and I understand that they had a lot of backlash. But let's say Shea Moisture. Um, which is a black-owned company that gained a lot of popularity with uh, black consumers. Mm-hmm. They sold their company somewhere. They got they they're reaching a way bigger market. And the first commercial they put out had mostly white women in it, mm-hmm. and they got a huge backlash because they yeah. were like, "How could you just market to them?" But the argument are they was, a black company? They're a black-owned company, but the argument was. I mean, why aren't we just reaching out to more people? Yeah, well, it's a market. It's It's also capitalism. Why are fifteen percent of the population? They want more than that, and the assumption is: can at a certain point do they have to? Can they just assume black support and go? Okay, we've got you, black people. We we're true to the game. We've been true to the game. We're black. Do you mind if we? <laughs> do you mind if we make a little more money? Do you mind if money? we just go and make a crack a bigger market? Because that's how capitalism works, and also that will give more black wealth to us. I guess the issue is 
representation. I mean, do you represent the people who got you to that point? In what any way, what good does having a black person on the box do? Or black person in the ad do? Representation in, to what end? Representation is about oppressed or, or underrepresented minority, meaning underrepresented, like they're just not on screen so that you can see your story told or a right. story told with someone who looks like you. But why wouldn't the with ad just With a box have... of Shea moisturizer, why does it need to... I need my moisture story told. <laughs> no, it's not that, but at least it reflects the company. It's not just, you know, blank company. It's nice to have the... Yeah, the I, but I think of... that there's also certain things like Jerkins is not a black company but no. it sure seems like it why does it seem like it because every it's the official moisturizer of black guys <laughs> at least it was for so 30 who? years again feelers will you will you get bianca we we fix her up listen i don't know the history of Jerkins. is the official moisturizer of black i'm guys. asking you as an older man as an older black to ex- man is, to uh, explain to me Jergens is the official moisturizer of of Black dudes. Oh, just according to who I just understand. It just, that's what it is. I can't explain it. It just is. Um, so I don't understand why it, yeah, I don't, I think that you have to allow these companies, the black companies especially, to expand beyond black people. That makes sense. You have sense. to support it. That makes sense. And the way they're going to do it is by marketing to white people. Yeah, they're not going to, white people aren't going to buy. Just the same way black people want representation, white people want representation on the product they're buying. So if there's a white person on the cover, they're going to go, that's for me. If there's a black person, they're going to go, that must have some weird black <laughs> shit in it that I don't understand. That I get. The the bonnet or the hair bonnet or whatever, mm-hmm. the nightcap, that does feel a little... It, I almost think... But even, even calling it, it feels- a bonnet, I think of settlers. I think of the, okay, the frontier. Name no, I'm with you, but that makes that goes all right. Well, I don't know if black people were the first people to wrap their hair. I don't think I don't think that's the argument. I think the argument is really, even though it sounds unfair, I the base of everything is they're just mad that a black person didn't capitalize on it first. To be perfectly honest, yeah, that's 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 uh, that's a and I get it. argument, but I don't know is that the white woman's fault. And no, it's not the white yeah. woman's fault. It's more, it falls under that Vogue article, Vogue article that was crediting big butts to Miley Cyrus, J-Lo, and Karda- the Kardashians. The mothers of big butts, yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's this perpetual overlooking of... You know that that runs counter to representation, the representation argument, though, which uh, is what? two white people, J-Lo was the first big, because she's not dark-skinned or... Who's the the Kardashians? Because they're not dark skinned white people go, oh, this is for us. Yeah, she's telling my butt story. Exactly. Uh, which, in but some cases, it's cultural appropriation, and in other cases, it's white people looking for representation. <laughs> white representation. Yes, the... in butts. In butts. <laughs> in butts and and hair bonnets. Well, I would almost argue. I have another argument that I just thought of. I would. S- I would, I, you could make a case that black women's hair in Africa was so short historically because there, a thousand years ago there weren't like, there wasn't a ton of technology for your hair. 
right? So I'm assuming what do you mean so short. Black, let me finish. So black women weren't growing their hair long. I'm betting. No. So Sorry, but did they need a did they need a wrap? Uh, so we just would have to explain a lot more about black hair back then to argue that they didn't necessarily need a wrap, but they were doing braids, which is also protective styling. Wrap is for protection. So you don't have to wrap your hair if you have braids. Braids are for protection also? Braids are already protecting your hair because they're already in a braid. A wrap is for protective, protecting your hair. Uh, I feel you. Different By styles. protect, it sounds like some, it's going to be attacked. You just mean fucked up when you sleep. <laughs> You're so ready. You're like, what do you mean protected? <laughs> well, just as a white person. <laughs> no, it's just the hair. name for it. No, protected yeah. stylings like from the sleep from. Got it. All right. Fair enough. I'm like a racist. Uh, the other what these white people doing this week is uh, our our pre- the president of the United States is uh, wildly racist. Uh, he's gone after Elijah Cummings. He's gone after uh, he's gone after the squad. He's gone out. He goes after he doesn't. He's a racist. He's just a racist. Just straight up a racist. Now. He's betting that it's gonna work. And if the last election is any indication, it might. It might. The thing that the last election did was America told on itself a little bit. (laughs) America told on itself a little bit and was like, oh, you know what? We're a little racist. Like that doesn't saying calling uh, they come here, they're rapists. People say he said all Mexicans are rapists. It's not what he said. He said uh, they're rapists. They they send they, it's not the they send them. They're rapists. They're talking about in general in yeah. the population. I not to defend the guy even in the slightest, but people it's people willfully misinterpret Trump in a way that's fucking stupid because they go there's a P tape. Even if there's a P tape, he's not getting peed on. The story was he paid prostitutes. To pee on a bed that Obama and Michelle had slept in. That was the story. <laughs> it's so fucking It's crazy. so stupid and petty that it's That's believable. But he didn't get story. peed on. And people go, there's a pee tape. What's the pee tape? And they thought he gets peed on. No, dummy. That's not. You're just misinterpreting every like things people he said very in a way that doesn't. But they are, they're ill-informed in a way that flatters them. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, which is just insane. So uh, he's betting that it's going to work. And he's also... The thing that I think that he's doing that's that's pretty intelligent in terms of especially immigration is he goes, I want to build a wall. And then everybody goes, don't build a wall. You That's like Nancy Pelosi said, it's an immorality, which is like an immorality. Why is it an immorality? So he puts Democrats in the position to counter argue it, which is let everyone in, right. <laughs> which is also not a good argument. No. That's and in fact, it's a bad argument for a lot of the electorate. It's a bad argument for let everyone in. Like, wait, what? Because that's why not build a wall. Why not? The reason not to build a wall is just not effective. It's a waste of money, and it's not. But effective. a lot of people argued that they're for border security. They're just not for a wall. Right, but that's that's already too nuanced. It's it the way these arguments at this level work is. I'm for this. Right. So that other, if you start, then the other person has to be for the opposite. Exactly. It's a, it it's pushes a, everyone. To yeah. It's a negotiation. So he's a fucking racist and America last time also said, 
well, you know what? We're a little racist too. And you go, well, a lot of these people voted for Obama. People can be racist and not racist at the same time. In fact, I would argue, I've been arguing recently that we're all everything. We're all misogynist. We're all racist. We're all sexist. We're all uh, xenophobic. We're all, all uh, uh, we're bigoted for our religion against other religions. I mean, I think that every religion, I, I have a theory that the only wars worth fighting are holy wars. Because if you're really about your religion, you there can only be one God. So why are you fighting over land when the long play is for eternity? So the eternity is, I if I'm Muslim, I have to vanquish fucking everybody. If I'm Christian, I got to vanquish Jews, Muslims, uh, Buddhists. Everybody's got to go because I need my God to be the one. Looking out for me. Yeah, yeah, I need my God to be the one so I can go to my heaven. There's not going to be coexisting heavens there's not gonna be like oh that's muslim heaven no first of all none of it's real but if you're playing that game spoken like a true atheist uh yes so people can be all those things i am woke in certain ways and i am dead asleep in other ways i'm in a coma i'm in a fucking medically induced michael jackson style coma (laughs) every night i do uh i do propofil um so that's Trump's just racist. You know what's interesting is that Trump's behaving how they want black businesses to behave. Stick to your base. Like, don't ever expand. That's don't. exactly my... Well, I, I don't think that they want that. He wants that. No, he's basically... He doesn't have a choice but to double down on the angry white vote because that's yes. what got him there. Yes. There's no way he could start... He has nothing else. He's already... He painted himself so far in the corner that, I mean, he has to just go farther right. Yeah. But... He doesn't have to go further. He just has to be consistently, consistently bigoted. But it's... Everything he says is pushing him more to the extreme, which forces him... There's no penalty for him so far. In fact, there was a... I listened to a thing on the New York Times Daily podcast where they said he's poised, he could get an, a bigger electoral college victory next election. That's the weird thing, because so many people are uh, on the fence about yeah. even voting for him. Yep. Whereas now, I feel like he's gained... But you know what? There was that blue wave when um, the election happened. But but if you think Republicans are going to go, you know what? It's not. A, I think it's fine if we have liberal judges on the Supreme Court. I think it's just a calculation. Is a having a bigot? It's I. I described Trump as a. There's a detective named Anthony Pelicano, who is an LA. He was an LA detective. He's now locked up because he would wiretap people. He would he wiretap Gary Shamling's phone. What Kevin Nealon? Because it was he, Kevin Nealon. Yeah, he was hired by uh, Brad Gray to. Brad, uh, J- uh, Gary Shanling sued Brad Gray. So Brad okay. Gray hired Anthony Pelicano, who was a crooked detective, that's and he would do wild shit. That's wild illegal shit. Trump is Anthony Pelicano. I want them to make and a they show about don't, this guy. They don't care how he gets it. Just get it done. They'd well, want to pick up the phone and go, it's done. <laughs> we, got, we got conservative judges. We got <laughs> Kavanaugh's in. I'll speak to you. And they hang the phone up. Trump is the sacrificial lamb of getting 
certain things that for their future. It's what, not what, a sacrificial lamb. It's 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 the it's the price of admission. Being immoral. There's no sacrifice. But he is actually sacrificing his that Trump name. Now it's completely associated with He ain't he he's not thinking he's sacrificing anything. No, he's not thinking he's sacrificing anything. He's thinking he's the man. Yeah, he just likes having a song. He likes every he's the most successful narcissist of all time. He's yeah. a clinical narcissist who actually made everything about him. He and his everybody whole life, bought it. His whole life, he wanted everything to be about him, and he did it. Everything is about him in an in in the world. He's the most successful narcissist, I would say, since Genghis Khan. But now the Trump name is synonymous with this new, you know, right wing Nazi. Here's the thing that people soft. don't understand about the Trump name. Donald Trump was, and I'm sorry to even talk about this because we, we, Donald Trump borrowed all this money, right, in the 80s for a shitload of buildings and a bunch of casinos. He defaulted on all of the loans, okay? So when they go, he's a businessman, he's no. a fucking terrible businessman not good so then all of the all of the banks had to decide is it worth keeping the trump name on these buildings even though he's defaulted on these loans he's bankrupt he's not paying us back is it worth are we more likely to get the money back if we keep his name on the buildings and they made the calculation that it was yeah so that's why his name is anything. Oh, no. And then in the 90s and 2000s, no, it's Trump he owns. leases the name out. Yeah, he exactly. like literally it's a branding deal. Trump ties, stakes, water, all that tr- golf courses. It's all licensing deals. It's he doesn't have anything to do with any of them. He's paid a fee every year to put his name on it because it's it's like platinum. Yeah. It just is a name with like it's synonymous with with quality be like if ellen just right of course at least she doesn't but it's the same thing where you just it it's what a lot of brands do later on like mosimo where you see a lot right. of mosimo shirts and you're like all of a sudden they're at, like ross yeah, like and... stussy and it's like it's because they just license their name out but now for me it's a new confederate flag it's a classy confederate flag it's mm-hmm. a classy even though yes of course it's everywhere and Trump golf, of course, has maybe nothing to do with him and just happens to be a nice property. Yes. I I know a lot of people would never go there now or stay at the Trump Hotel in Vegas. I stayed I stayed at the Trump Hotel in New and, York six years ago, and it was a nice hotel. No, no, six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Now, would you stay there? No, I wouldn't stay there in a millionaire. <laughs> I would not. I'd rather saying. eat my own shit. <laughs> do you hear me? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. And a lot of NBA teams stopped staying there. So he lost a lot of business, but he gained a lot uh, through corrupt practices because when when foreign governments come to D.C., they have to rent a block rooms at his hotel. It's pretty great what we've done with our hey, country. Hey, hey, Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So... 
You want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. So I met a uh, woman who wanted to interview me for something right cool and and so i'm interviewing her or we do an interview she got in touch through instagram and she then was like i'm gonna come to the comedy store i was like all right cool so she was like we should get a drink and at at a certain point i said hey do you are you interested in me romantically did you say that yes i just said like hey before i get a drink with you are you interested in me romantically? And then she did a thing where she said, Oh Lord. She said, I don't know yet. Okay. Which is, uh, which is a, which is, I think that a lot of, I, I won't say, I won't put a, a modifier on it. I, I think that uh, sometimes women, especially young women will do a thing where they want to get into a specific business or they want to get into a certain circle or whatever and they're not interested in you romantically as a guy but they will feign interest to get into the circle and i think that in the me too era i think that was the the that's another one of the underbellies of the me too thing it's like well you were also playing your sexuality up and offering it up a little bit as potentially you could sleep. I could sleep with you if you can, if I, we had a drink or I brought you to this thing or whatever. And in the me too era, that's going to be out the window because guys are going to have to say now, wait, I'm not, this is not going to be vague because women would be vague about it. And guys would be vague about their interest. Guys would go, yeah, I, I'll take you to this professional thing in the back of her, in the back of his head, he'd think, motherfucker. And then she would go, yes, I'm a little interested in you. And then in the back of her head, she'd be like, I'm not fucking interested in him. I just want to get into this social circle. And that's out the window now. That's gone. And I wanted to get your thoughts about it. And because I, that's happened a bunch of times where, where my defense of Louis was, why would Louis be interested in somebody who's not who's not good at comedy mm. beyond sexually? Oh, you get to know. No, it's you don't want to know. I don't. I'm not interested in people. I'm interested in people insofar as like I consider them a peer. We have a lot in common. Yeah, we we're at the same. Uh, talent level, skill level, career level. It's it's just easier when you're with people that are around your level. So you don't have to, you, there's less guilt when right, you get an opportunity yeah. that they don't. Or there's, uh, like I was on Spade Show last night and I mentioned going to a Netflix party with all of these like big names. And I felt bad for Spade and Whitney because they weren't invited to the party. Meanwhile, Spade doesn't have a special on Netflix. Whitney has one as of now. Can I touch it? Now streaming. Go watch it. And then go watch Jimmy Carr on Netflix. Uh, so there's a lot of reasons why. But I, but, but the this thing of like, he was my mentor. 
No one's trying to mentor nobody for no reason out of the kindness of their heart. Okay, one thing you mentioned before, and I know this about you, that you don't mind her swiggling in the circle if she's fucking you. Yes. So I think overanalyzing, why would women do that? I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a penetration away, really. What do you mean? I mean, she could have all the same motives and not really be that interested in you. But if she fucks you and kind of wiggles her way into the same situation in, in maybe a bit of like maybe a shallow way. Yeah. You have no problem with it. In fact, you offer 70-30, hey, I come with perks and amenities. Yep. So I find it a little, I'm a little critical of you where, and I understand, hey, it's What a, am I getting out of I understand having that. a drink with a 23-year-old 100%. who wants to quote unquote pick my brain? <laughs> Why would oh, I, why, God. what do I get? It's a fucking waste of my time. hundred percent. It's a waste of your time too. You have to get something out of it. If yes, you know, I get that. I get and, that. and the thing is all you get from a 23 year old is sex. Yes. That's all I get from a 23 year old. Who's not enough. in comedy. Who wants to, who knows nothing about comedy. Who wants to get into comedy. All I get is sex. Do you know? Well, that's awfully cynical. Yes. I'm awfully cynical when it comes to relationships. You I are. don't want to hang out with a. Do you th- the thing I would always say is, do you think I would get a drink with a twenty three year old guy? Right. In a fucking million years, Never. it's like the Louis thing. What I wanted to say to the Louis women is like, do you think he would have taken a twenty three year uh, to a a a guy back to his room, at yeah, an no. open micer? No, of course his of interest course is sexual, an and it's naive of you to think that it's more it, that it's not sexual. But in the that's end, somehow you're the exception to human nature. But in the end. It's all just the same game. Maybe you didn't win in the end, but nothing's fair. I mean, it's the same. Right, but I'm not. Now I'm saying, hey, what's not, the game? I'm not playing. I just think we're we're explaining her side of things in a way that's. You know, she like she's said, no, 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 she didn't. She actually, she said, I'm not. I, I won't even say she said, I'm not sure. Uh, other women have said, I'm not sure. At which point I bail. In the the woman the other night actually said like, well, do I have to say now or something? And I was kind of like, it was a no, right? Right. And I was like, all right, then just go. I'm going to leave. And it was good seeing you and take care. And what was her reaction? Total acceptance. Great. No, no, no harm, no foul. That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. I don't I'm see not, when I say that, when I tell that story, it's not casting aspersions in any way. It's, it's saying, hey, that's a good above board Whereas I feel it was vague for a hundred years. It was vague, but at the same time, we're all wanting something here. And yes. not everybody gets what they want. So maybe I'm very I'm very flirty, so I'm very flirty. Okay, but there was like a woman who went out with me and Blake and Moses and okay. who was being very sexual and she's in show business. Okay. And I was like, who's being unprofessional here? Well, I would need specifics. I'm sure you I want know, to put I'm her on Front Street. But yeah. what's for me, after some trial and error in my youth, I, you got to. Fl- I'm a flirt. I will always be a flirt. That's never gonna. That's never gonna change. But I don't think I lead people on and need something out of you, and are just gonna keep flirting with you to maybe get close to that. I don't. That's a different. I, but intention. you know, guys think that. 
They just do. They don't. No, no. Guys don't. They think I want to fuck them, maybe. Yeah. Potentially. Right. But- and then they'll give you, they'll give you, I might fuck this person opportunities that they would not give to. But a I'm not guy. putting myself in a position where I need an opportunity from someone. Right. Trial and error. I, I, sometimes the lines are blurred when you're young. You're like, oh right. yeah. Oh my God. I'll, I'll just talk to him and da, da, da. And then you realize, okay, I was putting out uh, yeah, the wrong vibe. I was giving yeah. off the wrong impression, like the contract was one way and it was yes. not that way. Yes. And although I don't blame myself, I just don't put myself in a position where I need. When I go, if a guy wants to go on a date, I'm like, let's have a drink. What does I, that mean? Meaning I don't want, a lot of girls want dinner and this and that. I don't know if I want to spend that much time with you. Like, I don't need you to. I can do one better. Me. Take a walk. Let's take a walk during the day. That's the take hot move. Take a free, That's the hot free move. guided tour. Hot move. A walk I met a woman for coffee a while ago. Wasn't wasn't popping. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta go to Home Depot. Take care. And <laughs> and you know. But that's what you get for fucking with these 23-year-olds because they, we learned this but over I wasn't, time. But yeah, no, no, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't fucking with her. Like I, it but was you just fuck like, with young girls and they haven't had enough time to. Not really. You. Not really, though. In past, in, you've in, said, in, I love. In general. What have, what have I said? That you like dating younger women. You dated a 24-year-old. It was great. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But that she, there were ways in which she didn't act 24 and ways in which she acted I just extremely mean it takes, 24. <laughs> I just mean it. Sometimes it takes a while. There's been plenty of times where you've taken a girl to dinner and you were like, why the fuck did I do that? Yes. And that that's I why learned. I Less meet her for coffee. And then I go to Home Depot. I pull a Home <laughs> Depot. Uh, it works great. It's great. Because oh, so the, the problem with at night is you have to create a narrative of either me and I was talking to somebody about this the other day. The amount of times as guys we sleep with women we didn't want to sleep with because we couldn't think of a reason we didn't have to plant early in the date. We have to get up right. early. I have to feed my dog. I got a meeting. I mean, I no one will held a lately. gun to your head. You think guys Bianca, get in those positions? The same ways in which guys, women will sleep yeah. with guys that they were uncomfortable with. Yeah, yeah. Guys do that a lot. We just couldn't. We can still get hard. Yeah. We're because we're animals. We can get hard. Like, yeah, we can figure it out. But like, it's not gleeful and the girl didn't <laughs> force us sex. but it would have been too uncomfortable not to you didn't want to reject her yes what yeah i I know and i was talking to somebody about this the other day and girls don't no guys really talk about it but and i understand guys just like hitting hitting it and quitting it i i understand that concept it's not a like, lot of the mean? time when a guy hitting it hitting it and quitting it it's because he he a lot of times guys will know, I mean, I think guys know within a minute that if they want to see the girl again, right. uh, and then sometimes they'll know and the girl will push them into sex or like the momentum of the night will go there and like, ah, eh, fuck it. All right. Could you, do you have like, I always say I could, if you had to delete three dicks or t- three vaginas, like, could you? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that it's three is three. <laughs> I mean, it's never, it's never, I know, but it's never, I guess maybe anatomically because we enter the lady, it's, it's a lot less, it's just less, it's, it's more forgettable. 
Yeah, I I would love to delete. I would love to have three deletes. Like it's you're getting jostled for minutes. Like <laughs> fucking jostled. come on, man. What the fuck are come you on, doing? Man. Enough come on. with the. Why uh, you do me like that? Yeah, I uh, yes. So we just are like, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Less. It's probably it's why rental. you don't use it enough. We don't use the deletion. The delete. No, thing. it's probably why you don't use the. People don't really talk about guys like uh, I just felt pressured yeah it's it's not even her i mean some girl pressure is just like come on right it's, it's so never wild. like you motherfucker <laughs> it's just like please come on. come on you're gonna come all the way over here and not fuck come me on, just lie just down just like all right yeah exit lie down's the funniest one just lie, lie down. down it's like just, just lie down me. yeah you've done it Ew, you've done I it for snuggling done it. you've done it for snuggling, snuggling you wrote the dialogue pretty easily snuggling, for someone who, who hasn't done it Oh, this I'll I'll have people write in. I want to do a segment yeah. called Neil Argues the Impossible because I feel like I can argue in favor of anything, no matter how absurd it is. Yes. How Neil feel at Gmail? Send me a topic. Send me a thing that there's no way I could argue in favor no of. No way. Something that you're like, there's no, he couldn't possibly have. Make it so like, I mean, if it's pedophilia, no, yeah, that's crazy. like, I, I don't want to be gross, but no, something no, no. like maybe there's something too blank. Um, all right, so let's start with go to the emails. It's time to check that email. It's time to check that email. I'm glad that Marilyn Manson sent us a sent us a jingle. Hey Neil and Bianca, to start off, I'd like to record. I'd like the record mm. to show. Uh oh, fuck. Mm. Jesus, I'm pulling a Banks. To start <laughs> off, I'd like the record to show that my body hair situation is not Robin Williams level, but instead it's reminiscent of Sean Connery from the movie Zardoz. So okay. everyone's Classic. on board there. Uh, I'm single at the moment and turned 40 in about a month. I never even used to think of my body hair as a negative or positive until Will Smith did some beach MTV thing in the late 90s where he told some random dude on the beach that he needs to shave his body hair off because it was gross. After that, <laughs> I would sporadically shave my chest hair throughout my life. Then I dated a woman in the mid-2000s who admittedly loved chest hair, so I kind of stopped shaving it. Then I dated a girl for four years ago who told me that I'd shave my back hair off because it was gross. She was younger, and that comment made me super self-conscious about my back hair, Aww. which I didn't even notice until her comment. That says, this is on a side note, this is not the letter. Men get insecure about shit also. So, like, people... You don't want to think of The thing of, of, right, like, every single time I'm on television or they say I have, I, I I got meth, AIDS... They're so rude to you. Right, but I don't... It's just, you know, what are you going to do? It doesn't do? seem Your like it bothers you. Your ears are fucking huge. It's like, I, it's just nonsense. It's like, yeah, I guess my ears are big. What do you... Does so it bother why you? Did you? No. I mean... I realize what they meant. I realize what they meant. Meant? About my glasses. <laughs> I call them mint. Um, so... Good one. Uh, Pete Holmes at the roast, Mean Pete. He called himself Mean Pete. Yeah. Said that I look like Tom Hanks in the third act of Philadelphia. Oh. Great. The, 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 How'd you get roasted? Because I was I was there. Oh, okay. He also said Michael Rappaport looked like a reverse image of Michael Che because they both had Yankee hats. <laughs> and it was fucking so funny. Damn, he's on the um, roll. Yeah. Um, he shed on Anthony Anderson. He really got everybody. I, I the wish, the jo- the joke I wish I said about Pete was he looked like he looks like Tom Hanks in the first act of A League of Their Own, and by that I mean <laughs> fat. 
Um, uh, okay, my question is a what pinky thinky about a light sprinkle of back hair on significant others. Is this just a normal part of grooming that I need to confront to conform to now? What if I shave my back, meet the love of my life, and then after months of dating, I feel obligated to continue to sell the lie? I'm also interested in how do you feel about body grooming being a dude? Well, I'm Persian. Right. And so body you're in hair a glass a... house. You're, in, you're living in a glass house. <laughs> body hair is a natural part of the world where my people come from. I, thank God, have a Latin mom who smoothed it all out for me. Great. But all my uncles, ev- everyone has, I mean, too much body hair. So where does it grow on them? Everywhere. Shoulder, chest. Like, it looks like they're wearing a sweater. Is it long or it's like it's like coarser. wispy? No, it's it's like wispy and long. It's Got kind it. of nice, but I'm really used to back hair. I don't think it's weird. I hear that back hair is very itchy to men, though. Interesting. I think shaving it's probably itchy. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it matters. I guess I needed, but it, I feel like he has a lot of fucking body hair. This guy? Yeah. Well, it's not. Well, it's you know Sean Connery from Zardoz, that <laughs> yeah. level. You know um, Zardoz. Yeah, I don't look. I don't. I did nothing in terms of my body hair until I was about 30. And I remember I had, I, my eyebrows were so long I could see them. (laughs) I was like, why don't I see my own eyebrows? And then, and I have, I happen to have like naturally very long armpit hair. Like when I was in high school, they called me like, I think they call me maybe pussy pits. (laughs) Um, and pussies looked like that back then. No, back then, yeah, they did. This is in the late sixties. <laughs> um, and so I, I now trim my armpit hair. I trim my eyebrows. You manscape. I manscape my pubes. I, I, sh- I like sh- cut it half off. Do you care about hair, or is that just for this? Do you're doing it just keeping up with the Joneses? I just do you think actually- it's like. Kind of grow like oh you know what I actually wax my chest hair or I didn't wax sorry not wax uh got it lasered oh and now I shave it what's left I didn't have that's good chest hair it was just I didn't have enough of it that's the thing I had like it can look a little weird I had like a sixty piece which is like <laughs> no that's not enough man like you got to make a decision you either need to quadruple it or get rid of all of it and there's no way to quadruple it yeah. although. Uh, now that we're on the subject, uh, people always ask me, how did I do when I wrote for all that on Nickelodeon? And I said, I was not good at writing for kids. For instance, remember the hair club for men? Yeah. I did a, did one called the hair club for boys, which was for boys. They could get chest hair. So it was like 10 year olds getting out of pools, which is not for kids. It's just something about that's not something seems a little, there's it's funny, but it's also not right. So I, and I remember on Dave's 30th birthday, I got him a nose hair trimmer because he expressed, we expressed like having nose hair that we were aware of for the first time. Um, so I've been trimming my nose hairs for. Guys get nose hair randomly. I'm like, why is it? It just all of a sudden gets long when they're old. I, if I were, I had a butt hair, like, like hair on my, I don't have hairy, like especially hairy butt. And I'm sorry to even go down here. <laughs> Um, I had a butt hair that was white that when I tell you, because I plucked it, cause it was, I would be like, (laughs) I would feel it. And I swear to God, it was probably seven inches. 
And I took a picture of it. And I was going to oh show it God. on a talk show. And I was like, they were like, you can't show that on a talk oh show. It was so gross. It was so gross that my ex emailed me about it three days ago. What was like, say? I got, she's like, I got a hair on my shoulder that I get like once a year. And it reminded me of your butt hair that I showed her the picture <laughs> of. And she said she laughed for minutes. Um, oh my so, God. so that's how, so, so you're sympathetic. You don't judge a guy if no, he's got any kind of hair. Good. All right, good. Well, that Goodbye. also speaks to you've got mail women. Daniel, I like your spirit, <laughs> but you were, I wasn't quite done. Sorry. That's fine. Um, I, oh, I, uh, I, that's what are women's expectations for male vanity? Meaning I've heard women go, I don't want to be with a guy who takes longer to get ready than me. Shit like that. Where like you, you, it is weird. Right. So what do you expect from them? Is there a hair isn't a problem? Stench, I would assume, is a problem. Stench is a problem. I just think guys have a lot less to do. No, I mean, it's growing, though. You'll say that. You'll admit that. What's growing? The amount of shit we're expected to do. No, just have it a little lined up, a little lined up. Just head, just in your face. Just the head. And then... Okay, I don't really care for neck beards. I think they're a little gross. Is this a neck beard? Let me see. No. No, neck beards like when it's like Right. Just Yeah. Unfortunately, some guys have neck beards. But that's just my take. I don't really care that much as long as you smell good and you have clean clothes. Clean clothes. Clean clean, and clean bodies. Clean clean. Yeah, smell good. Okay. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you got a clean body. <laughs> okay, just... clean body is fine. Um Daniel. Goodbye. You've got mail. The inherent issue with the Pence rule is the implication bias that women are more devious and conniving than men. A man can lie and claim to be a victim of sexual misconduct as easily as a woman can. The movement isn't believe all women. It's more don't start from a place of assuming victim of sexual abuse, male or female, are liars. Thank, mm. Love the show. Thanks, guys, Alyssa. Oh. Um, that's not, I don't think that's what the Pence rule is about. I and and a man can lie and claim to be a victim of sexual misconduct. He's a woman, but you and I both know, Alyssa, that it's not nearly as likely. So anything's possible, but only one thing is probable, and that's to say that's not to say that women are rampant liars. But yours, what the the the. Think of don't start from a place of assuming victims of sexual abuse are liars. There, that just goes to due process. It's innocent until proven guilty. So it's on the part of the women to prove that the person's guilty. I'm going to assume he's innocent until you prove him guilty. And you kind of rolled your eyes just now. Not exactly. You kind of like reluctantly were like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because it's not. Due process is now synonymous with. That I wasn't don't believe for due women. Process. Okay. And I think that's fucked up. I think that's fucked up that due process is now I don't believe all women. It's like, no, I believe whoever's telling the I I don't believe anything until it's laid out in front of me. I like how she says don't start from a place of assuming uh victims of sexual abuse are liars. I think that it, there's an aspect of that. I don't think the Pence rule is rooted in that. I think the Pence rule is rooted in 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 puritanical. I shall not lay down with a what like just it's some weird way Bible, more shit of like, Bible shit. Bible shit. No but man shall be 
with whatever. But the idea that some people take, like, you know, who cares about Pence? There's a lot of people who yeah. are now like, ah, I'm not going to yep. be alone with her, whatever. I don't think that's fully rooted in, you know, those fucking liars. It's more um, due process is completely skipped over now when you are accused of yes. like a Me Too. And thing. if you're a guy, why, if you're a guy with a billion dollars, right. why... Why would you give risk people that? the benefit of the doubt when when they then the, you don't know them? I get it. I think it's a strange way to conduct life, but I get it. I yeah. don't think it's. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, you can only explain it. You can only understand it if you have a lot of money and a lot to lose. If right. if a a big brand of a person is hit with a sexual misconduct thing, they're fucked. Yeah, they're. Fucked. If the Rock. Gets hit with a credible sexual misc. It's first of all, it's just bad for the brain. It's just bad. It's bad for your life. It's bad for your business. It's bad for your relationships. It's bad for your relationship with your children if they're women. It's just none of it's good. And there's virtually no upside to having a solo meeting with a woman. No, I get that. I fully or agree. man for that instance. No, for, for that, or man. For that yeah, totally. Sake. But then, I think what she's saying: don't start from a place. I think that comes from, for example, if you accuse a congressman of, or woman of sexual assault, the things you have to do, like you said, there's due process, but the things you have to do, the well, process. Well, that's a fucked up system. It's that, a fucked that, up system. Yeah. And it kind of does allude to the, this yeah. general assumption that he's probably a fucking liar. So yeah. I get where both are coming from, but I think you're right. If you have something to lose, you have a lot more money, a brand, one bad reputation yeah, issue. Yeah, because people don't... Just, I mean, now it's there's so many so that I could say... If you did a quiz on the street of has this person been involved in a Me Too scandal and you gave them a bunch of names, people would not know. No. They'd have no fucking idea. Seth Rogen? Uh, I thought I heard... No. Yeah, you can't tell. That's what I mean. Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd, Stifler. <laughs> Stifler. Sean William Scott, any of them been in any sort of Me Too? No, but I would now. I'm assuming Stifler, right? Like you're just gonna go like, yeah, one yeah. Of well, them he seems like whatever, but that's how flimsy it is, and how fu- how so how risky it is for uh, for men and women. Well, the next one I this wanted, is I I'd also like wanted to... to say something, which is so the story I told last week about meeting Al Franken at Rock's rewrite yeah. thing got picked up by national. By the rap or something. We um, made it big time. No, I know, baby. but what I'm saying is, come on, man. What? <laughs> don't be snitching on some shit. Damn, don't feelers, be why are you on snitching us. on us? You don't got to snitch. This is just this is a, this is a wall garden, dog. This is a um, circle you don't got to do all that. We appreciate you promoting the show, but yeah, just word of mouth's good. Because it's you, what was the point of like Al Franken did a table read and he did a show with Sarah that was on Instagram. Like, okay, but in at, in the feelers' defense, I mean, you say it on a podcast. I agree, but why are you then going? Why are you then? I think it was a writer for the rap who was like, and and he Al Franken. He also has a podcast. <laughs> Go listen to his fucking yeah, podcast. He has a po- He has a podcast. He did a show at Largo with Sarah. Like, cover that. Like, right. I don't understand what's even interting about Al doing a rewrite. A I don't show. either. I don't. I, it was just like, well, this will get some clicks. It's not meaningful in any way. I don't understand it, but it just, you know, Why makes me feel bad. Okay, I can I read the next yes, one? Yes, but really, Daniel. Oh, what? Jesus Christ. Oh, so shit. Bad. 
right. This is a big, long one that I'm going to You're already so pinching your voice. You have what? to open your You have to open your throat. You're already I going, will. this is a big, long one. Um, uh, it's called oh. Wolf Tone. Red leather, yellow leather, red yes. leather. Yes. Uh, uh, okay. Hey, hi, Neil and Bianca. I'm writing to see how y'all feel and think about ask versus axe. I already don't like this. Can I ask you a question or can I ask you a question? And more pointedly, what your thoughts on an exchange I had on this topic? I'm a white man in a situationship with a black woman. We're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but there is a lot of mutual respect, affection, easy hanging out together. I think they fucking go ahead. (laughs) We have a fluid rapport and have a good time together. We met at work at a university in New York City. She grew up in Brooklyn and has has Caribbean roots. Yep. I grew up in mostly a white Maryland suburb outside of D.C., we both went to college. We both were beginning to spend time together. When we both were beginning to spend time together, I noticed that when referring to questions, sometimes she says ask and sometimes she says ax. Typical code switching. Even knowing this, my initial reaction to ax was not great. I never said anything about it, but it, was, it always stood out in my mind as incorrect. Over time, though, I... I more or less talked myself down from the linguistics perspective high horse and realized I didn't give a shit. People talk how they talk. Anyways, so she's applying for jobs now. And a week or so ago, she told me that when she was first starting out in higher education, she was, she was in a conversation with a white supervisor and she asked him if she could ask him a question. The supervisor paused, said something along the lines of, can you, what? Oh, you mean ask. As you can imagine, my friend was mortified. Friend, okay, my friend was mortified. So shortly after that, she told me in a sh- in a show of poor timing, insensitivity. But this is long. Yeah, basically, he <laughs> like, said something. So much he was like, "Look, if you're in a room with white people, do not say axe because it lands in their ears like a brick and will signal a host of negative things to them." This didn't go over well, which surprised me, as it seemed obvious to me that I was speaking in the interest of her interviewing chances. But I was impressed by an appropriate and appreciated her pissed off response which included her saying that quote she was not interested in conforming to white people's ideas of correctness that the people she grew up with say acts and there's nothing wrong with them and generally fuck that shit word um it's especially pointed so i'm uh am i an unwitting colonizer suggest she use acts instead of ask how neil feel i mean this is a this is a very again this is a racial advice show yes I don't I think that you're better off as a black person saying ask. Yeah, for sure. But I also around white people. I think you're better off having you'd be you'd be better off having one language for all people. It's it's not it's a pain in the ass cuz black people accuse you of being corny or white and if you don't conform to white speech and words uh white people will will think you're think you're uh unsophisticated i've had my own experience with this of course um i don't know if i've ever told this story please don't snitch on me i'm not going to tell this story because i i don't trust these people but <laughs> i had to tell a 
I was doing a commercial and I had to tell a black actor to say ask instead oh, of axe. Is... <laughs> okay. And it was very embarrassing and it felt really white to oh have to tell him. God. And but what are you gonna do? It's just one of them things. Like it's an ad, dog. You he's like, I don't say that. I was like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. I, this is not the time. For... And he said it and it's in the commercial and whatever. So I get it. I th- it's like people that say Washington. <laughs> That's where Washington has no connotation Washington. to it. You don't go. You're unsophisticated, or you're you're trailery, or you're poor, or whatever. I don't know. It's just one of them things. Axe. I used to contend that Axe was based. It was a mini rebellion from black people mm. around white people. Like, oh, you want me to say Axe? Uh, Ask. Ask. You mean? Oh, you mean Axe? No. Right. That, and it's, but then somebody, I think, wrote in or told me that it maybe is from uh, Southern white people say it that way too. So I don't fucking know. I do think when there is a white in, I don't know, a white inflection or a white vernacular or slang that is mostly associated with white poor people, it's a little more charming funny oh those are rednecks right when a, black... a guy come out screaming and squalling screaming yep. and squalling isn't that fun <laughs> oh those rednecks uh they're so harmless but when it's a black person ignorant ghetto yeah and we all know that a I'm congressman not... yesterday said axe during what? uh yeah and it was like oh, fuck. i will say it reminds me of 90s slang yeah it doesn't seem like a current slang it's, it's it's not a, slang. I think people just say it. People know. They know. Slang is you know, you just say it this way. And yeah, I don't know. And then you look at like younger guys, like I feel like Gerard probably says ask. <laughs> he of course says ask. Tyler probably says axe. Jack Knight probably says ask. And he probably says ask. I don't know. No, he I don't does know. not. I just mean I think he called I think the feeler called it out I feel like when she wants to say axe she says axe yeah I just but I think he's right in that white people are going to judge you for it oh 100% but you have black to, people will some a lot of black people yes. are like axe girl yes. what's wrong with you can I speak to you for a second <laughs> come here um, yeah College. like you're making us all look bad all that it, you know so I, I I think you're better off speaking agreed to English in a workplace environment Axe to um, me is the one that not even all black people can get around. I don't think you have to speak to agree to because a lot of people use slang and in they're a the charming place, I don't think a work- lot of white people are saying axe. No, what? I'm no, saying no. only black people are saying axe. And what I'm that. what I'm advising is you your Obama didn't say axe. No. Do you, I think he ever says axe? Actually, no, I don't. I don't think he's ever said axe. No. But I'm saying there are there's slang that people in the workplace use, and they're probably the charming person in the workplace. I think "axe" sounds so fucking ignorant that it's really hard for people to get on board. Yeah, I don't think you should never say slang. No, I think you should say like "bout it, bout it," shit like that. I'm kidding. Um, what what stuff that white people caught up to? Um, that was a long Goodbye. one. Goodbye. You've got uh, mail. Neil Bianca, unpopular opinion question from a 30-year-old white dude in South Carolina. 
context in episode 10 bianca says that black people haven't held political uh, politicians accountable and in response neil says black people aren't left with much choice it's either democrat or don't vote neil then adds that for most black people their lives probably got worse under trump obviously all the above is true. I actually said I'm not sure if it did. Yeah, you said it. You're not. Uh, I don't believe. I think living in a in an openly racist society is worse for black people. But That's not great. But uh, it's not the way how much worse it got for Latino. I don't believe Democrats ever saw black people engaging so vehemently in the democratic process until 2008. Until a black person ran, there was no reason for black people to trust the same government which enslaved them. Why would they? But then somehow, post-Obama, Democrats banked on the same zeal in 2016. Hillary Clinton was so confident she went on The Breakfast Club and said she carries Tabasco in her purse, then argued with, with BLM about race. Because of Trump's audacity in spewing racist, xenophobic shit, our country is in a position where black voters can feasibly dig their feet in and tell Democratic candidates, it's time to talk about reparations. This isn't to say that Trump is anything less than atrocious, but in my unpopular opinion, had Clinton won, I don't believe reparations could truly be on the table right now. I think Joe Biden occupies the same spot now, hoping to inherit the black vote as the black guy's VP while not really granting them a seat at the table. My question is, because in the past, most black people minority issues are either dubbed as far left, reparations combating gentrification, or not worth democratic priority, prison reform, ending harmful voter ID laws, are black people better off now with a real choice in the election? How Neil feel? What Binky thinking? Uh, this is very complicated. Yeah, one is I, Trump's racism making is his far rightness making far leftness shit more viable? Is the question I believe? Uh, like reparations, and I don't now having yes, it's made it more of a talking point, but. They can they can vote for the reparations candidate. They can vote for the prison reform candidate. But the only reason, but it's not going to get passed. It's yeah. not going to get passed in in Congress. So I'm not saying you shouldn't care about it. I'm saying you kind of shouldn't care about it. The only reason prison reform got passed is because they showed Republicans that it's a waste of money. Right. So Republicans were like, "Oh yeah, I love money." <laughs> Like, I, I, we should reform this. It wasn't a moral issue on their part. It was no. like, this is, it was a little bit, but it was mostly money. It was mostly, mostly money, money and it was ineffective. Reparations is going to be a very, very difficult thing to get past Republicans, to get them on board with. And I don't think, it's like minimum basic income. Is that a good thing? And, 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 uh, giving everyone, uh, salary like just off the off off the strength yes it would be good it would actually stimulate the economy it's like lowering taxes for poor people stimulates the economy because poor people spend all their money because they have to whereas rich people they it doesn't trickle down they just hoard it but he's wrong about black people engaging in the democratic like in the statistically i don't know what the what the numbers are no but i my point was that the Democrats come every four year and pander to the black vote, get mostly guaranteed the black vote or they, or they just won't vote, but they don't very few more black people vote uh, Democrat than Republican. So they get it and then they disappear for four more years. Mm-hmm. They come back and it's like, Oh, I go to a church, a black church. I get, it's all just pandering. I'm saying black people should actually hold them accountable for their vote. But th- 
the black only way they would hold could hold them accountable is if there was an alternative. If there was an alternative that they could go to. Right, and I understood your point, but I'm saying that that system has been happening well before Barack Obama. They've been voting Democrat before 2008. Yeah, since the beginning. Yeah. I think he's saying in the numbers and with the passion that they did in 2008, which I don't know. I'm assuming know. he got more votes than Clinton in 92, but I don't know for a fact. I don't, uh, I, don't I, I mean, I think hold I, it does make these it does widen the Overton window of of possibility. But it's the same way t- there was an article that was saying like Twitter isn't the electorate. Right. Most Joe Biden's still killing. As much as people are like, actually, it's Buttigieg. No, buddy. Buttigieg. Buttigieg ain't. He might get a cabinet position, but at this point, it's he just isn't convincing enough. Uh, so don't fall prey to what seems. Don't don't fall prey to empirical bias, which right. is I can see it, so that must be true. It's like no, what's visible to you isn't necessarily what's true. I am a white male who has been in a casual relationship with a Mexican woman. Lately, I'm having issues seeing some of her Instagram posts as it relates to whiteness and privilege. I'm very liberal and have no problem with people making fun of white people and the goofy stuff about our race. However, sometimes when it comes to the subject of privilege, I feel it can go a little overboard. Sometimes I've seen race recently on her IG. One, white people tanning and bragging about their tans is white privilege and insensitive because white people historically look down on people with dark skin. Two, white people need to check their privilege when wearing Nike Cortezes, as this was a shoe she primarily worn by brown people in our area. Like I said, I'm very liberal and very sensitive to issues of race, but I feel like this is a bit much. Another topic that created an argument was whether or not it's racist when a minority says disparaging or derogatory things about white people. She and other people I've spoken with have made the argument that it's not possible to be racist toward white people as white people are the ruling class. I find this ridiculous but i'm curious how neil feel and biggie thank you let's do that uh that this is a combination this is our show Combo. in a we'll nutshell yeah, it's racial and it. romantic uh i will say first of all she's got kid gloves on if if yeah. if if your issue is cortez's and tans it's like these are all white you're showing white privilege by getting upset about this <laughs> that's that, your that's white your people. that your white people have glass jaws we can't take a punch culturally. Uh, Cortez, who gives a shit? The tans thing. I did that joke in in my in three months. Where I said I'd stand in front of a tanning salon and laugh at white people. Um, <laughs> at you know, if I were black. So I don't. Yeah, it's like what's the yeah? Did she, you got to just take it, buddy. These are weak as fuck. Yeah, you got to take it. White privilege, and I've been doing this joke is. Knowing that any race can make fun of us and it just doesn't matter. Right. It's just not going to make a difference in our day-to-day life. The thing, and I always say this about white privilege, really great for shock value, really bad if you want to get your point across. The words white privilege. Yes. Because white people get stuck on privilege. Yeah. Not white, more of the operative word, the privilege part. They think of privilege as like mommy tati. Nobody feels privileged. Nobody feels privileged. Yes. Everyone is a victim. Everyone's a, everyone had it. Prince tough. Harry right now is like the fucking. I can't <laughs> Can catch a break. <laughs> like what the fuck? These fucking shoes. Who the fuck made these shoes? 
the fucking insole is fucking killing. Like, honestly, no one feels. No one feels privileged. And yes. a lot of people in their own right aren't. A lot of, there's a lot of people who had things tough, didn't have a break, didn't have a hand at whatever. Yes. So it's really good to stir, to ruffle some feathers though. Yes. So I think the sacrifice was to have people like cultural appropriate. It's boring. White privilege, like what the fuck did you just say? So I think, unfortunately, it created a lot of um, uh, misunderstandings. But really, it's the fact that you are, you have the privilege to. We're all we're all in the shit. Everyone's, everyone has. We're all human beings that are gonna die. We're all human beings that's that are gonna the, die. I think that's the equalizer that that I think people of color don't realize is white people are just. We're all going to die. So I have 80 years. People of color realize I have 80 years and you think I'm going to give things up? I have 80 years. I have a finite amount of time. Why would I give things up? I don't think people should give up their white privilege. I just think people should understand it better. The wording is terrible. So I understand why people have this visceral reaction when they grew up poor, white, and had nothing of a handout. It's all They're not across. White privilege is not across the board. It's like to the white, the trailer thing, people grew up in, in like Theo privilege. grew up poor and he's been doing jokes about like, he I don't, where's privilege. my white privilege, but he has, he, it's like, well, you're not going to get shot by the cops, Theo. Like the, your black friends are yeah. way more likely. That's a privilege, whether you realize it or not. It's still not, you're it's not, not a, a lot of yes, privilege. It's not a, but it is a really big privilege to not be shot by the cops. That's it's a, impossible to appreciate. That's if you are on the other side, yes. But what I'm saying is, we are all in this, you know, rat race together. So I understand it doesn't feel like I have much of a privilege. If you have a little bit of an advantage, which means you know I'm dirt poor and I'm a piece of shit. Yes. But I can put on a suit and not talk, and no one's gonna think twice. Yes. These sort of things. That's a privilege. The word privilege really upsets people, and I think they think because you, they think you're saying you haven't earned your life. You've and got you're, something. You're lucky. You're lucky. Yes. And even the unluckiest white guy you're is fucking riding Dave's coattails. <laughs> is what it's the cultural version of you're, you're fucking nothing without Dave. You know what? You fucking a, idiot. You're fucking Dave. Probably wrote all three mics. What's that, Paul Mooney? Where he's like. It's like every time I see a poor white person, I'm just like, ah, what a waste of white skin. Yeah, that's <laughs> correct. Uh, yeah, so I've said before, I'll say it again. Appreciating white privilege is like appreciating your health. Impossible <laughs> to do until you're sick. And a lot of white people never get sick in this regard. Except that one guy that went viral. Where he was getting a t- like detained at the airport. He's like, you're treating me like a black yeah, person. Yeah. Well, he knew. He knew he and knew. he knew it was wrong. And yet he's doing nothing. Because <laughs> uh, white people, we don't, we, we like noticing things. Like I said, it's like when your mom needs help and you're like, coming, you're not coming. That's, that's white <laughs> right people there. fighting. That's white people fighting racism <laughs> and sexism. I'm coming. Right. No, I'm five no, no, minutes no, I'm on my you. way. I got to put on my shoes. Um, black people are like texting us like, where are you where, at? And we're like, where, I'm, 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 I'm like, par- looking for parking. <laughs> I'm walking um, up. I'm yeah, standing outside. Up. Where are yeah. you? I don't see you. No, no, I'm around the corner. Wait, where is this place? Um, hey, Neil Bianca, I'm curious what you guys think about living with significant others. How long do you think a couple should be together before taking the step? If ever, what are some red flags or green flags 
in a relationship for cohabitating. Uh, we're wanting to move in together, but we want to know, but we want, we know our own personal feelings should be the deciding factor. We're getting a lot of mixed messages from our friends and family who have really strong opinions. I think it's interesting to hear how people's own experiences and upbringing affect their opinion on the topic. Um, the, sincerely a prospective heathen. I love it. Um, so I've lived, I've lived with a woman. I've lived with two women. And it wasn't bad. The last one, I lived with the 25-year-old and, and um, like, when she'd get home from school. I'm kidding. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, was, it, didn't, it didn't affect the relationship one way or the other, honestly. But, no, here's the difference. Here's the thing you're not pointing out. They moved into your Yes, place. that's the, that's the that's one. And that's very different yes. for you. She would bring that up a lot. And that's a lot different than moving in together. I yes. think it feels different. Are you packing up the shrimp and the bike and all the other gadgets yeah, and gizmos stuff, and yeah. moving in into a new place with that new energy? No, you're, they're coming in and when it doesn't work, they're going. Yeah. It's very convenient for you and a different emotional experience. And maybe you try, Would I feel like maybe you would try I think more if and if you moved into yes, another place. I think if you, I think getting a separate place from that's independent of your place or her place is very important. Now, I've been doing a joke recently that it's going to be her place. <laughs> yes. You know it's going to be her place. Wherever a woman moves into, it's going to be her place. I know. So, you know, as much as women like, and we're going to share. No, we're not. No, You're no. not sharing. I, the joke is I've never walked into a couple's place when I was friends with a guy and been like, oh, man, you kept your Scarface poster up. <laughs> it's all going. Throw Wait, it all away. How is it for you, though? Because, one, you have enough decorations. How do they feel when they move in? Do they still make their own? No, they get like an area. Is it the second floor? Uh, not anymore. Uh, they, I don't know. They got some of the closet. That's it? Yeah. What if they want to bring in a decoration you do not like? Uh, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, I don't care. I don't, I'm not going to notice it. Hey, sweetheart, knock yourself out. I just feel like maybe if the commitment level is 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 on the same level as a domestic partnership level, then move in. But if you're just playing house... What's the difference? Playing house is moving into your place? No, no, no. So even if I'm here every day of the week and I pay rent somewhere else, mentally, yeah, it's different. Whereas if I live here with you, but our connection is not as strong as, you know, this domestic, I mean, mimicking a marriage, essentially. Yeah. I feel like it, the disparity between that creates a little bit of tension. Okay. Fair enough. You let me know. Um, this one, uh, this one is uh, racial advice. Um, here's my insight that I'd like to you to discuss. I'm an educated white fella who grew up, white by the way, fella. I skipped an entire what? paragraph that was just compliments for me. This He's is that's growing, how much I care guys, about growth. that. No, it's just consideration. We, everybody <laughs> knows I'm great. Here's my insight that I'd like you to discuss. I'm an educated white fella who grew up in a rich Northern suburb, Life took me to Miami 14 years ago, and I'm still here. And in that time, I received a very light, but also very real education on what it feels to be a minority. This is a Latino city where people mostly speak Spanish. Here's my point. Psychologically, it's been good for me because I have more understanding of what life as a minority can feel like. But I've also learned that everyone is racist and that they just want to subjugate someone. Puerto Ricans hate Dominicans. Chileans think Argentinians are snobs. 
White Latinos think they're white and look down on black people. And to white people, they're all just Mexicans. It's a mess. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I've been saying that forever. I don't think that these are white characteristics. I think these are no. in-group, out-group characteristics. It's, uh, it's, it's subjugation. It's, it's the, 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 the Milgram experiment. It's the Stanford prison experiment. It's if, if given power over another human being, regardless of their race, you will fuck with them. Yeah. Or just how about leave America? There's human beings outside of America. I mean, go to Africa, Nigeria, yeah. like Igbo versus like other tribes. Yes. Yeah, it's just it's, that's just what we're like. And and human progress has been about getting less tribal. It's still you can't this shit is the less tribal thing is like old people fight for tribes. Mm. Old people especially are like what is he? Yeah. And I think that's getting less and less, but I still think it's it's still a big part of and everyone feels like a sellout. It, the the funny thing is people feel like a sellout if they're not bigoted. Right. You feel like a sellout to your grandfather because oh. you're like, no, I just see people. Is he Dominican? I don't know. And they're like, you got to protect what we got is something special. And like, you're not marrying a Jewish girl. or You're not yeah, marrying like, a black girl. Oh, or you're not marrying. It's like, you. it's the double. It's the, it's the two. It's the talking out of both sides of your mouth. I mean, I feel like right now we we talk about the state of America with immigrants and they're so oppressed and minorities got to band together. But I come from two minority. I have two minorities, so stupid, but I have two immigrant parents. Yeah. Persian people are extremely racist. Their racism isn't rooted in deep hatred. Yes. It's in ignorance. Yes. But it's like, I, it didn't go over well when my dad married my mom. Yeah. At first it was like, Oh Yeah. Okay, I mean, like immigrants can be very. Everybody can be racist. Everybody can. Every be, it's not a it's white. Not a, it's, no. not, it's, it's not. It's not a endemic disease. to whites. It's we. It, as I've always said, white people just made a bunch of laws about it, yeah. and that was the only that mistake they made. <laughs> just don't put it in writing. Right. Um, Kitchen table talk. Yes, keep that in in house. Take that shit to the crib. Uh, here's another. Psychologically, it's been good for me because I have more understanding what life like a minority could feel like. Is that he says psychologically good for him? Is empathy good for a person? It's good for society. Yeah. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Okay. It's good for society that everyone's empathetic. Is it good for you in particular? Why wouldn't it be? I guess because you have I'm to wondering. make decisions that don't favor you. Uh, as the only consideration selfish people are not are not empathetic they're like i don't give a shit yeah but is are selfish people living their best lives i don't know it's the greg fitzsimmons observation that only the true narcissist succeeds in showbiz that that's saying that so all all the narcissists are they living their best life yeah they are no how can we make a statement that narcissists are living their best life Donald Trump is having a fucking blast. The people in showbiz that we've talked about off camera yeah. are killing. They're and not having happy. a bla- They are not less happy than the common people and they're zillionaires. Yeah, they're zillionaires. I don't think quality of life is really high when you're a total fucking narcissist. If you're I think it is if you can if you can make the it's a disease that hurts everyone around you, but not you. It hurts everyone around you. It doesn't hurt you, though. 
It eventually I, so, hurts you. When, I mean, when, I mean, when is Trump again? People go. Trump hey, is uh, like a what goes around example. comes around. Exhibit A: Hugh Hefner. What goes around right. does not come around. To quote Chris, sometimes it just goes around. <laughs> um, it's there is not like well, it's circle. No, sometimes if you're a narcissist, Hugh Hefner was a narcissistic, basically pimp. He was a pimp. He got out on top. But we're talking about we're one. We're just trying to talk about regular amount of human empathy, and now we're talking about narcissists. No, I mean, no. But I'm talking. What I'm saying is the, this thing of it's been good for me. It's I, I just well, you have I an would issue with the put, fact that it's been good for him. But if that's I don't his know if it's right, but I'm saying is it automatic? The 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 assumption is growth is always good, and that's that's from the people who brought you religion. And the people that brought you grind, getting, work, rise and grind. Getting it all favors society. And I wonder if it truly favors the individual. But if he's if his worldview has expanded and is more illuminated based on like living next to more Latin people, I don't see how that's... I don't... It, again, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm I know just you're saying not saying it's bad. I, this I'm automatic saying, I think that's thing for him that it's... I grew and I became a better man. And it's like that joke I do about women showing us how to be a better man by throwing your clothes out. It's like, you just threw my fucking clothes out. You didn't, I, and I'm a better guys tell themselves that all the time. I'm a better man for it. Why? You're just more feminine. You just have more qualities that please her. doesn't mean that they're pleasing to you. You've tricked yourself into thinking they're pleasing for him as this man has tricked himself. Um. Okay, this guy. Bankers. Bank. This is too long. But basically, long. this guy is talking about getting a vasectomy, and his point is, it takes about the same amount of time and the same downtime as getting an IUD for women, uh, with less hormonal imbalance, poor cervical placement, etc. And it has. It also has a reversible success rate of about ninety five percent. So I have roughly a 5% chance of not having the option to have a kid given the pregnancy scares I've had. That's a, willing I'm risk to ta- uh, will, a risk I'm willing to take. Um, both male and female friends are adamantly unsupportive on this move, not to mention my parents' views. Um, I, I have something to say on this, if you can believe it. Which I is can. the same part of me that didn't want to get a smoothie from my girl's assistant. <laughs> which is so funny can't bring myself to get a vasectomy. I don't want kids. Right. I understand that it's like three hours. Yeah, it's minimal invasion. It's, and I'm still like, mm. is it emasculating? The part of it feels emasculating. It's a weird thing where I, it also feels like I'm fucking with the body my parents gave me. That makes sense. One time, my mom was. I do all these, these, these psychological things, right? And my mom was like, "Just be careful." And I, you know, like shrooms and TMS and all this stuff I've talked about. She's like, "Just be careful." And from her point of view, I'm sure she's like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing to the brain I gave you?" Not like it was a gift, but you know. So there's a part of me that's got this weird bias against doing it in a way that I can't really put my finger on because I don't want to have kids. Right, but at some point, someone's doing something to somebody's body. You know, if taking birth control. Right, I know, but I don't see that because it's doing its pill. (laughs) Take it. It's it's easy. I feel like... I don't have to deal with it. 
I think it's just really emasculating to fuck with for men to fuck with their balls. Yeah, I like, agree. What do you I mean? think eunuch? That's what you're it almost is. a yeah, eunuch. No, I know. It's like, well, what? A, but meanwhile, I know people that have vasectomy. Like Ari has a vasectomy, and <laughs> put it no, no, he's blast? talked about. Okay. It. Um, and it's like I don't think less of them. I just think like there's a man who was half a man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's less than men. Um, I don't. But it is interesting where. Where you it's, assume, okay, go on birth control, stick an IUD. I mean, all IUDs. the things I, I have no problem asking a woman to do. I would be more apt to get an IUD than I would to get a vasectomy. What do you mean, you and IUD? If they invented if I, Yeah, if there was a male like IUD, stuck, I would get it in a second. Something. Yeah, stick it in my arm. Because or, IUDs are not, he's acting like they're just so harmless but there's a no lot of they're issues. not harmless he's not even saying that oh i thought he said saying, there's less hormones there's with less IUDs. hormone for men to get a vasectomy than there is for women to get an iud there's less of oh, a oh, oh. alteration of our of our i got what he's and, saying i thought I um let's do one last one uh we could do the pirating thing or we could do the thing about no sex i think no sex all right hey neil and bianca I'm in need of some relationship advice. I'm 30 years old and I've been in a relationship for eight years. She's my best friend. I've been with other girls and I've gotten along with, but it's really different when you find someone of the opposite sex who you share so many interests with. My friends love her. My family loves her. It's really cool. As cool as she is, she literally has zero sex drive. We literally go weeks at a time without any sexual energy being exchanged. I've communicated my sexual frustration to her many times. But nothing ever really changes. In the past, I've cheated or watched porn to deal with my sexual frustration. But I don't want to be in a relationship where I feel like I have to cheat. And I don't feel like constantly watching porn is healthy. How dare you? <laughs> I, I like. I don't think I'm the issue because I've been with quite a few women and they've all loved sex. Many initiated with me. What should I do here? I love her and I fear that I may not meet another girl that I get along with as well as I do with her if I break it off. But I have needs. Is a friendship in a relationship overrated? Is sex overrated? What's more important? Dude, you got to fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, you got it. That's the main. It's like having a car without wheels. It's like, yeah, you can. there's seats in there and there's a steering wheel. And that, but if you can't go anywhere, it's still, yes, it's a car, but it's not really a car. You know, we talk about relationships as agreements, contracts. Yes. Sometimes. Even the oldest contracts in, you know, recorded Christendom, Christendom, yeah, in, or in, even before, you know, um, religion. I mean, it's basically trying to make the most um, safe union so that you guys can fuck. Even arranged marriages or this and that. I mean, there's places where you can have multiple wives and they don't have, have a lot of women don't have a lot of rights. One of the things you actually a woman can ask for a divorce for is if he's impotent or won't fuck you or won't give you a kid. Yeah. Even in the most archaic countries with backward laws that don't yeah. favor women. That's still like a thing. So to me, it's a real physiological agreement between yes. people. So if you're not fucking. Yes. You got it. You got it. She. He also should say something. He, he should say to her. No, he hasn't said anything. Come on. He should say something to her, like, "Hey, I want to stay with. I think we're amazing, but I. You gotta. We gotta have sex, or you have to figure out a way for you to be okay with me having sex with other people. <laughs> or because if she's not doing it, it's not. You can't really get mad. I don't. 
it seems like, look, if she's truly cool, she'll be cool with it. This is a, <laughs> as down cool, and broad girl. as I think she's cool. Here's the thing. Uh, oh, fuck. I forgot. I was going to tell you something. Keep going. Uh, that you have to, you got to say something and then go from there. If she says it's not a problem, then you have to express to her that it is a problem. And I, and I got to say that I think the fact that you haven't spoken about this with her sooner weird doesn't that says bad things about your relationship because it's you don't get along that well right if you can't if the one thing that you like you can't talk about this thing that's nagging at you to the point of cheating um well to me also if you have a problem a sex problem mm -hmm. i think that's a fun issue to deal with this doesn't sound that fun but give her the opportunity to rise the occasion she's like, not going to why don't you think so? Because I don't. I think she's doesn't. Have, she's just not sexual. She's not a sexual person. But why not tell her that? And if she's oh yeah, with no, 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 it, no, no, and then yeah, what yeah if, and then in, she'll do it for three weeks, and then okay. you'll be in the same you, position. You, so you are that's, not confident no. That's what'll that happen. Is... She'll do it for three weeks. It's the and guy and she can say you need to be more romantic. He'll do it for three weeks, and then they'll both revert to the norm. I yeah. I think if this doesn't get solved after communicating with her, hello. I mean, you got to move on. What is a friendship? I mean, just. How many friends do you need? Uh, like, take her yeah. as a friend. Yeah, that she might as well be a dude. If you're fucking it's her like, as much as, yeah, like I'm in a lot of male relationships <laughs> where I'm forced to watch porn, right? And cheat for on sexual them. pleasure. You yeah, I cheat, cheat on, on them Jimmy all the time. And Blake. I cheated on Jimmy, Blake. <laughs> I've cheated on Dave. Um, so, who else? Bijan. I cheat on <laughs> constantly. Uh, yeah. So you gotta, you gotta, um, you gotta. Say something. How often do you, do you have a healthy sex life in a relationship, or does it plateau? Uh, what I mean, I think it it, it it automatically plateaus, but I think it's got to stay at like thrice a week. Thrice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, like you like if it starts getting like if it once goes every down below that, it's like, dude, this is not. You're like it's not good. It's kneel time. It's kneeling time. Kneel, kneel. <laughs> daddy's 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 daddy hungry. Um, there's another thing about Louis and just do it real quick, real quick. Pirating. I'm a big enthusiast. As a guy around you, pretty well. All right, it revolves around the pirated Louis C.K. set that made headlines for its supposed controversy online this, last though. year. Uh, under normal circumstances, I'm in the artist's corner. I get why someone forbids phones. It's ideally the right of the performer to protect the process and the material. However, isn't it true that also that unfortunately Louis C.K is a different case in that he is now a socially restricted performer. No, it no. doesn't change anything. It's because people, the person didn't record Louis set at governor's cause they were afraid he wasn't Louis can still release shit on YouTube on yeah. his, on his own website. There's plenty of places he's going to release it when he's ready. You can't prematurely, you can't review a, you can't record a play in rehearsals. Yeah. You can't, it's a rough draft. You can't steal someone's rough draft and then post it online where everyone can see it and go, this is who he is. And then people go, well, it was upsetting because I didn't know he was a, he masturbated in front of women. It doesn't, you can't then break the law because he masturbated in front of women. You have to, um, you have to, there's gotta be the standard, which is you can't prematurely judge someone's if he releases it and then you have a problem great but Fine. if someone steals it and then says it's like stealing a design and goes this is unsafe for children 
I wasn't done with the design yet, <laughs> dickface. Well, the problem is it's stand-up. You have to work it out in front of people. Yes, there's no other way to do it. There's Someone no one time way. goes, do it in front of your friends. Yeah. Word. Yeah, you that's fucking moron. hilarious. Yeah. No, and you have to do it in front of people you don't know. And you yes. have to, it has to have that mixture to it to, for it to work. So yes, he has to work it out. He and, has to work it out. But people don't understand that. So like I remember this one guy was talking to me after the show. And Joe was uh, working Rogan. on his bit. Rogan was working on this bit. Uh, that he did about the Kardashians. And yep. It's so funny. Yeah, it's a great. Bit. Anyways, they, it was like a few months in and he was like, it was okay. I'm like, it's part of the process. Yeah. And I'm like, if you see him in f- a few months, you're, you're not going to believe that that is the same bit. Yes. It just has to develop. So, I think it's it's just the problem is people just make it's they it's this thing of like well he masturbated so all bets are up like no but now people want it like people want to get him they want to get him in another crazy headline the guy who got him didn't want to get him the guy who really? got him was like I'm a fan and I'm a and it's like dude not all the people helping. that said about the Parkland joke like they wanted to get him but they're just looking for it's just a bad faith interpretation from you know it's like they had no problem when he said. Don't rape a woman unless she you really want to have sex with her and she doesn't want to. Right. Louis did that joke like ten years ago. No one cared. Does and he's talking said the N word yeah. like no one cares. No one cares. But then masturbation. I never. Um, all right. Uh, this is what a great podcast. This is what a how do you feel? Rate it. We love you guys. Keep Rate emailing. It. It's so good. Fucking review it. We follow it. Read. Follow read us on all. Instagram. Kiss us on the cheek. Do it all. Goodbye. Goodbye.